What kind of vibes? Give me a Jersey beat. A Jersey beat. Speaking of which, did you see the I-95 shut down? Did you see the, the giant, highway, like, oh, yeah. highway collapse? The highway literally collapsed. That's like not far from my house. They're like, the highway collapsed by the Jersey Shore. And I was like, Jersey Shore? I was worried about the t-shirt shop. That was not supposed to be the highlight. I was worried about the t-shirt shop. It's not supposed to be the highlight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've been in that t-shirt shop. That's I funny. Go. I just like think about like a middle school and how I was literally like, I looked at them like they were like people that I wanted to be like at that point. Oh, me too. My life. Like, that's terrifying. I did become them, though. That's absolutely just, like, terrifying. That's funny. Vincenzo was my ba- my baby daddy. Who? Vincenzo. Oh, Vinny. This- oh, my gosh. That was my baby daddy. I also think me and Polly D would get along really well. Yeah. I feel like I Cabs would absolutely I feel like I would absolutely despise like the situation. I think oh, yeah. that I would I would fight I would, we would probably fight. <laughs> You would honestly, can we talk about the calf ride video for a second because I would love to see you do that. <laughs> so <laughs> under a I'm somewhat Okay, I'm just gonna cut let's that talk. Now. Let's talk so, about this hot mess for a minute. Let's talk about that video. <laughs> let's expose some hot messes here today. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so someone has been annoying me. So I'm not gonna say who, because it right stir drama. But someone has been annoying me, and last night I laid down next to JD, and I was just like, I just want to punch him. Like, he's such a freaking asshole. And JD starts laughing. And I said, I would literally fist fight him right now. And (laughs) (laughs) JD goes, oh, I know. I've seen it. And then he pauses for a second. And then he goes in, like, a drunk girl voice. And was like, get your fucking hand out of my face. And that's what I have to deal with every time I tell JD I can punch somebody. That's just like beautiful in so many different ways. Truly. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, bruh. You got to start this off. We got to get on track. Oh, man. Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore vibes. All right. That was the best Thank one exactly. yet. <laughs> Welcome to the Hot Mess Success Podcast. I'm Sapphire. I'm Zaxley. And we're here for another week of just talking about our hot mess of a life. But it's okay, because it's going to turn into a success. One way or another. And so this week, we're talking about living a life that you can love. Exactly. 
Well, why don't you give them your life update first? Okay. And then and then I can I can follow up with that. I feel exactly like wants me to talk first, so I shall talk first. There's a lot more developments in your in your life. I don't know if there's a lot more developments. I feel like I'm in the same spot I was before. <laughs> Not knowing yeah. what I'm doing. But that's okay. I feel like now I probably have more options, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Okay, so as everyone knows, I am leaving news. We are literally counting down the days on the calendar. I'm just going through the motions, trying to survive, basically, and, you know, waiting for the next time I get PTO, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Um, But I'm still, I work at Crunch as a personal trainer, of course. And I'm studying for my CPT that I'll take at, like, the end of August or something like that. I'm trying to pace myself. And I am absolutely freaking busy. Like, freaking busy. I wake up early. I go to bed late. I wake up, walk the dogs, go to work, go to another work. (laughs) How I make time for a boyfriend, I don't even know. I just neglect probably myself. But... It's basically dogs, work, boyfriend, work. That's basically my life every day. And then I guess I also am applying for another job at a school district here. And I've been working really hard to do that because obviously I am a poor girl. We are broke girls and broke girls have no money. And uh, when your bank account is getting overdrafted every other week, Um, you need a job that can give you a pretty stable salary. And so I'm applying for a communications job with the school district here. And I've been working really hard on that. So past like week has been like work, wake up dogs, work, work on application, another work, then maybe boyfriend. It's been absolutely hectic. And then I was also approached with another opportunity. So now I'm just a confused little, I don't even know. Because I don't even know what to do with my life right now. We're just kind of, don't, we're putting feelers out there for everything. And whichever one sticks is like, okay, that's, that's what I'm doing, basically. Yesterday I went to therapy and I literally walked in. And I was like, boy, do I have so much to tell you. And she was like, what happened? (laughs) Like, how could your life just go to shit in a week? And I said, (laughs) it could go to shit in a day. (laughs) Be careful. She literally looked at me and was like, what the heck? Because I walked in. That's so funny. I was not playing games. I mean, I knew what I needed to talk about. I knew I needed to talk. And I was just like, yo, Miss April, I'm struggling. She sat there and she listened to me. Gave me some great advice, actually. And yeah, that's kind of where we are. We're just kind of riding the struggle bus. And we're going to be a constant passenger on the struggle bus, apparently, until I figure out what's uh, next. But I did buy groceries. What is your... Uh, that's good. Good. So I can always good signs. Don't worry, I can eat. Um, 
What did your what advice does your therapist have to give you? When so obviously I love personal training and I love being a personal trainer and I think it's so much fun and I love working at the gym. But without me like having any form of savings and with you know us going to start having to pay back our student loans at the end of the year, RIP. I literally have nothing to fall back on. Like, if I don't make enough money, I don't make enough money. And, like, I'd probably have to live off food stamps or something. (laughs) So I knew I needed another job. Like, in personal training could be, like, my hobby that I do, you know, and I still, like, get to teach a class. I knew I needed another job. And so I was approached with a job opportunity by someone in like this school district and they're like, you should apply. So I was like, okay, I'll apply. And that has been so dramatic. So, so dramatic. And then I don't even know if it's was like at the time or like, even now, sometimes I sit and I think sometimes I sit and I think like if it is worth it because of how much drama has been around the application process. Because a person I work with also wants the job. And they have definitely been rubbing it in my face about things. Hopefully they don't listen to this. But if they do, whatever. It's fine. Hostile work environment. Yeah. It's a very... My work environment is unhealthy. Like, super unhealthy. So that sucks. But they've definitely been rubbing it in my face. That's who I actually wanted to punch. So surprise. Um, But... It's been so stressful. And then I got approached with an opportunity to go back to school, actually. Which, you know, sounds fine and dandy. Like, I'd go to school and get a master's for free. However, obviously money is a big issue in my life. And so I don't know what that looks like. Basically, is what I've had to think about this week. And so when I was talking to my therapist about it yesterday, she brought up a really good point. Cause I was like, I don't know. Like, I know I can do the school district job. Like I know I can do it well, basically is what I told her. I was like, I know I can do the job. I know I can do it well. And I know I can like be happy doing it. And like, I, it's basically what I make it in a sense. Right. But <clears throat> I called and talked to the, like, former communications lady for and asked for advice and asked her to look over my application and stuff. And she, she told me that, like, I need to show them, basically, that I am more than just, like, the sports girl, like, the TV news sports girl. And I was, like, after I hung up the phone, it kind of made me a little sad because I was, like, I am the TV news sports girl. Like, that's who I am. Like, I am a professional, and I can, like, you know, work in a professional environment, and it's not like, you know, I can't do that. It's just, like, I'm fun. Like, I like to have fun. I like to be around fun people. Like, I like to be around sports. I like to talk about sports. Like, that's just who I am. And so that kind of made me sad. And so I was like, dang, what do I do? Because I don't even know if, like, this is right for me. And then I was approached with another job to, like, stay working in sports. But then I'd have to, you know, go to school and probably continue to be broke. And I was talking to 
my therapist about it and she was like, well, I mean, it's just, your options are, you know, you wait and you just live broke like you've been living, like nothing really changes, which sucks because the past like two years or three almost working in the TV industry has probably destroyed my mental health and destroyed my like well-being that like thinking about having to live like continue to live like this just like absolutely sucks period and but like I'd love the opportunity to continue to work in sports and to like learn more and to maybe like work in the front office of like you know a sports team or with a sports team or you know, I, I love that. My boyfriend's a football coach. Like, literally. Like, I love that. But, like, also thinking about the money aspect. Like, the school district job is such a good pay raise from what I make now. And sh- she pointed out that, like, for me, I'm, like, very service-oriented. Like, I love doing things for other people. Like, I love, you know... If I could volunteer my time, if I had more time to volunteer, like, I'd do it, basically. And that's why I love personal training so much and stuff like that. And so she basically said that if I had, you know, more money or if I wasn't worried about, like, where my next meal was going to come from or, like, if I could pay this bill, then, like, how would that help me help others? Like, how would that improve myself to a point where I could help others more, which was like a really good point because like I have wanted to do things and I can't do things because I have to work. Cause like I've worked two jobs basically since I've moved here. And so, I mean, I just, I've ran myself into the ground so much that like now thinking about like what's next is like, I don't even, know what I want to focus on because I'd love to have more money and I would love to like feel like stable and secure financially but also it sucks that if I do that then if personally to me it just felt feels like I'm giving up on like one of my dreams per se and like in turn giving up on myself by settling for a salary yeah I mean super intense I know well okay let me ask you this question what what do you think like your mindset is on money like how do you view how do you view money so it's funny because I was just talking to JD about this yesterday but also, I don't know. JD's my boyfriend. I don't. First off, he—I guess a full—he's full name. He's my boyfriend. You can find him on my social media. It doesn't even matter. But current current boyfriends, I'm like, I, all right, we, can, we They don't need it. They don't need yeah, anything. Yeah, current boyfriend. He doesn't. We don't need to hide anything. But I was like thinking. I was talking to him about you know what was said in therapy yesterday, and. I was just like, man, if I had more money, I'd probably be more sane as a person. I'd feel like I could take care of things more. I feel like, you know, I could do more things. And in turn, that would make me happy. Like, actually having money wouldn't make me happy. But what I could do with the money would make me happy. 
not saying like I'd go out and like give it out to charity or anything like that. Like, yes, I would totally give if I could, you know, but being able to like have money and like go drive to you so like we could record in person, you know, go on like a weekend trip if I wanted to, to go see, you know, Claire and Ellie yeah. in Kansas. Like, do things for myself that I have not been able to do because I've been so poor. Like, as something as simple as prepping my meals for a week. Like, doing that just because I have more time to myself and have a consistent schedule where I know, like, on this day, I have, this is what I do. On this day, this is what I do. And, you know, feeling more sane because of that. Also, I told JD yesterday, I was like, I'd probably be a way better girlfriend. Like, I'm not sitting here freaking out over things. Like, because, you know, I can't afford to buy freaking tampons or something. And, like, I'm not crying all the time because I'm so stressed. And, like... You know, like I said, he is a football coach, and I would like to be there for, you know, special moments in his career and, like, his life. And so it's just, like, I can't do that if, you know, I'm working from the moment I wake up to, like, the moment I go to bed at freaking midnight. Yeah. So it's not like money is a thing that I'd like really make me happy like if I had money I'd be so happy because you know I have money it's like if I had money I'd feel more stable and secure so I can do more things that I could enjoy so then I guess your mindset on money is essentially that it causes like it creates security which in a sense like I mean it does but how do you view Let's say, like, what? how do you view making money? Does that make sense? Like, like how I view making so, money? So, like, so, like... I mean, I'm a certified hustler. <laughs> no, I'm saying... Okay, <laughs> so, I'll so tell you that. I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, okay, let's think about something a little bit more simple. So, like, what's your mindset on, like, relationships? So, I recently found out that my mindset on relationships used to be that they created pain and like they caused suffering and heartbreak and I realized the other day that with that mindset my actions are always going to show that so once I recognized that that was my mindset on a relationship I changed it and I was like no relationships are like there's a lot of love and there's a lot of trust and looking at like my current romantic relationship and our relationship together, my actions are now showing that because I believe that that is what love is. And so I'm thinking that mindset as far as money goes, there's a difference. Um, So actually in a book that I read a while ago, it's called You Are a Badass. And um, the audiobook's on Spotify. I sent it to you to listen to. 
Yeah, I listen to it. It's actually right. Everyone should yes. listen to it that's listening. It's a really good book. It's a really good if you want to listen to it, it's a really good like driving thing to listen to. Like a ten out of ten recommend. It it was the beginning of like I guess whenever I started to kind of change a little bit about how I think about things. Um so I read it a long time ago. But suffice to say Let's say like you're you're somebody who grew up in a household where your parents constantly had to work. One was never home. Whenever the other one was home, they really weren't together. And so in a sense, you start to look at work and you start to look at money like it's debilitating in a sense. It has created family issues and you almost learn to despise money. However, whenever you turn into an adult and you're like, oh my gosh, how do I make more money? You want to reach the point where you're financially free, but you also have to acknowledge if you're viewing money as something that's actually tangible, something that you're actually able to achieve. So... My question kind of is, how do you view working for money? Is working for money and your view of money, do you think that that, in a sense, was shaped whenever you are younger and it's kind of falling into now? Or do you feel like it doesn't really... Did you just use your foot to fix the camera while I'm in the middle of a really good point? (laughs) Sorry. Y'all, her toes were literally just in the camera. Sapphire, this isn't Sorry. OnlyFans. I don't want your, I don't want Keep your going. feet in my face. Oh my god. So anyway, yes. How I, okay. I, I so um, I think I, like I, back to that question. How do you think that money was shown in your childhood, and do you think that there's part of you that kind of thinks that that making money piece is really, really difficult and requires a ton of sacrifice. Um, yeah, I think the whole sacrifice thing that you just mentioned, that's probably what I associate money with because like I had no money growing up, like zero, especially like once my parents got divorced. So when my parents were together, like my mom, I had to manage the money somewhat and like we didn't really have a lot of money to spend and we like the car my mom drove was a busted down beaten down car like when I was a kid like when I was in elementary school the car was literally broke down it the door didn't show like none of the doors closed right so it was like halfway closed when we we're going through the highway Like, it didn't have AC, and I've lived in Texas my whole life, so we would squirt each other with water bottles to stay cool. And, like, we we just didn't have money. Like, that's just it. We walked everywhere, and when I got older, like, when my parents got divorced and I was, like, middle school, early high school, like, we lived out of my dad's car for a while. Like, we literally, when I would go visit my dad, my dad didn't have a place to stay, we lived out of his car. And then we would stay with, like, his friends. Uh, or we'd stay at one of his first, like, bachelor pad was this raggedy-ass apartment. Like, it was totally gross. 
And like, that's just like, I've never had money, but like for my dad to be able to afford that apartment, like he had to work so hard. Like he had to work nonstop all the time just to afford that apartment. I mean, my mom worked all the time because she was a teacher and my mom continues to still work all the time. You know, like I just, I personally have never had money and how like my therapist associated it with she she was like I've just been in like this constant crawl and like right now it's like I'm reaching the next step where it's like you know what to do in my life to like prepare to walk I guess and I just don't know how to do it because I've never been like faced with an option like this I've not you know I don't know anyone who's had options like this or who could give me, you know, sound advice because it's my first time going through something like this. Do you think that if you dig down a little bit deeper, do you feel like you, number one, believe that, I guess, like, that you are deserving in a sense of making that much money or let alone do you feel like it's actually tangible to achieve financial freedom for yourself and if you do believe it do you feel like you deserve it yeah um that's a really good question my I mean the whole like deserving thing is something like my therapist brings up a lot like she's always like you need to realize that you're working hard and like you deserve this you deserve this you deserve this and I'm like I hear you and I like I get you I just, like, when realizing that that's capable for me is, like, difficult because I've never experienced that. Like, I've never experienced financial freedom. And so it's just, like, you know, how do you picture something that you don't have? Or, like, how do you, you know, imagine something that you've never experienced because you don't know what it's like? You know? So I just, like, I, I don't know what it's like. Like, I did what I was supposed to. You know, I went to high school, got my degree. I went to college, got a degree, worked in college. I, you know, got my first job in, in Colorado, and I, like, I worked my butt off. And then I got a job here in Texas, and I continue to work my butt off. And I worked so hard, and I still have zero income. Like, I still have not a lot of money. And so it's just, like, I don't, I still don't get it. Because, like, in my mind at this point, like, as hard as I've worked for, like, three years out of college, it feels like I should feel a little more stable than I was in college. But arguably, I feel way less stable than, you know, when I was first kind of when I was even like studying and when I didn't have so many bills to pay. So I'm going to try and round about this thought. So I was listening to a podcast that was talking about this like research study that was done with like fleas. And essentially whenever a flea is in the wild, they can jump, I think as tall as like a three story building or some stupid shit like that. And it's crazy to think that these little teeny tiny little creatures have that much strength in them. So 
they did an experiment where they put these fleas in like a jar with a lid, obviously. And over time, the fleas would jump and they would hit the top of the jar and they weren't able, like they they eventually just realized that they were going to keep hitting the top of the jar and they stopped jumping as high and as much. So then they released the fleas. I think that they also did a did another like study of fleas that were actually like born in the jar or something like that. But essentially the same thing happened whenever they released these fleas, they stopped jumping as high. And then it was the same thing with these fleas that were born in the jar. They didn't they stopped jumping as tall as they were able to because they were confined to the jar. So whenever you said that you feel like you're crawling, I'm almost thinking of like you crawling and on your back is like this glass ceiling. And the thing is, is that I think that at some point before thinking, oh, I need this and this and this before I can walk, I think that you just need to realize that there's so much more space like for you to grow and you're capable of doing it really quickly because I don't know about our listeners but I would I would 110% pay you a crap ton of money to just do like a workout plan for me and I feel like you could 110% be able to do that like I think there are so many different ways that people can make money now because of social media and because of all the platforms. And I think that you reach a lot of people that like, if you wanted to get out of something really quickly, you are creative enough to be able to like figure it out. I just think that it it comes back to the delusions and stuff that we were talking about the other day, right? Like it's kind of just believing that like whatever you've been doing is clearly not working. So what do you have to lose? You know? And the thing is, is that even if you stay right where you're at financially, you're not where you want to be. And I know that like you said that you don't have anything to fall back on and that's terrifying. But at the same time, what you're doing is not, you know, working. So like I said, I mean, what's, what's the harm in trying something that's completely new that absolutely scares the shit out of you? Because the worst thing that could happen is that you stay exactly where you're at and you're going to figure it out. But the best possible thing that could happen is that it turns out in the favor that you want it to. And I'm not saying that like doing training and stuff online is the only thing, but I think that while you figure it out, you could very well figure out ways to make money doing that until you're like ready, you know? No, I think that is very true. I think for me, like when we like talk about living a life that we can like love for me, like I don't want to because obviously, like I said, I work for Crunch. Crunch is paying for me to get all my certifications. Like I don't want to sit there and put out product or anything like that until I'm fully certified like that right. that means something to me right. just because like for people out there I feel the same way like there's so there's so many like I don't want to say like bad opinions or anything like that but 
Well, it's like right. influencers and it's like social media and stuff and you kind of get the right. wrong information. And like I really value like education and like I value, you know, those who are like trying to educate people and like do it the right way. But then there are a lot of people that, you know, are doing it just to make money. And so like for me, I don't want to put something out there where I don't know completely everything. Like I, you know... In terms of PT, like, I've been working out for so long, and, like, I've, you know, read about it. I've learned. I've tried. I've invested time in, like, working out and, like, nutrition-wise, but, like, obviously I didn't go to school for it. And so, like, I want to make sure that, you know, I cover my bases and I know all the information that I can know before I try to tell other people about it. And so for yeah. me, that that's a really big deal to me. And so that's why it's always seen something that's kind of, you know, on the side. Because, you know, personally, I just don't feel like, like, am I a professional in it? Yes. Do I know a lot about, you know, fitness? Do I know a lot about health and fitness? And can I, you know, alter a person's body and make them feel healthier? Yeah. You know? I know how to do that, but I wouldn't consider myself a complete, you know, expert in the field because I didn't get a degree in it. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to, like, anything creative, because I did, like, communications and, like, all of that stuff, I feel like I can be an expert at that. You know, I feel like I can tell people this is going to work, this is not going to work, you know. And so I feel like I would like to continue to work in like sports in that realm just because it mixes everything together like my idea so this is why because if I were to go back to school and get a master's degree I don't I don't think I would get it in anything media first off I think I have you know the media thing covered with three years of experience in news and uh, an undergrad in sports media. But I think I would get it in like sports management. Yeah. Because then if I wanted to, I could work in the front office of, you know, a sports team or, you know, a college, or I could open up my own gym if that's something, you know, I still desire to do one day. Like that's something that I've thought about. But then also with like, if I did get this district job that I've been working really hard to get because of the salary, you know, something that I did tell them that I have under my belt is I'm studying to be a personal trainer, is that I'm studying to be a strength and conditioning coach. Because then, you know, a lot of school districts don't have that asset to them unless it's for football. Like a lot of school districts don't have, you know, that strength and conditioning coach that they can use unless it's for a football team. Or you have a really good basketball team. You know what I mean? And so it's just like I'm an asset for even the younger girls there. Like, and so there's things that I can do to make each job that's presented to me like my own where I can use, you know, my experience, personal training and my PT certification. And so I think... That's why it's stressing me out because I think there's a fear inside of me to where it's like, I don't want to do the wrong thing. 
I don't want to do the wrong thing and fail. And I think that's really, that's probably true for everyone listening when they're thinking about, you know, switching jobs. It's like, I don't want to choose this and then fail. But what if you looked at it? I mean, so what if you were in the headspace where you were able to tell yourself that like, you're not going to fail. Like, would you still do it if you would not fail? Because I am kind of, I was in a standstill with my personal training classes because I realized that my thought process about it was like, I'm scared because I don't want to fail as a trainer. Like, I don't want to fail. And I'm kind of where you're at. I didn't get my undergrad in kinesiology or anything like that. And I'm kind of beating myself up about it. Same. And so I don't feel comfortable charging people $90 an hour yet if I don't feel like I am confident enough in my abilities yet. So I 110% understand that. But I almost was coming to a standstill whenever I was doing my classes because I realized that I am so scared of failing that I was even putting it off and putting it aside thinking that I wasn't able to do it. And so, like, you know, if failure was literally not an option, what, whenever you think about living a life that you love, what does that actually look like to you? Like, what are your days filled with? What do you get to do? What does that look like? I think that's something that everyone should probably ask themselves is, you know, what does the life that I love look like? Because in college, I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. Like since I was, probably since I was a little kid, like I've wanted to work on TV for so long. Like I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do since I was young. Like I'm living, like, especially in college, I was living the life like I wanted to live. I was having a good time. And then when you're out here and you're like, you're an adult and then you realize that, you know, maybe your dreams when you were a kid aren't your dreams now. Like, you meet people and, like, you live a life and then you start to live your life and it's like, you know, things change. You change as a person and, like, you mature. And so, like, obviously this TV life isn't what makes me happy anymore. Like, moving around and being away from people that I love is a big part of the job. And obviously that's not something that makes me happy. I don't know if it's something that any would make anyone happy, but like some people just love to travel. Some people love being away, and like for long as a time, like that is what I wanted. I wanted to travel and I wanted to get away. But like now, I've found people that I love, and I found people that I want to, you know, not lose a relationship with, and continue to build relationships with, like you and you know, Ellie and Claire and Kansas and like JD. When, obviously, JD. But I think, you know, losing my last relationship because of this TV job, like, romantic relationship because of this TV job, was really eye-opening because I feel like, you know, that relationship meant a lot to me because it was very different. It was very, you know, it was very healthy, you know. And it made me learn a lot about myself. It made me learn a lot about, you know, 
relationships in general that like now when I entered this one, it was, I valued it differently than I did in the last one or even ones before that. And so like what makes me happy now is being able to separate like my work and my life. Cause like my work isn't my life. And I think that's something that I had to learn is, you know, my work is not my life. I'm separate from someone who is, you know, I'm separate from someone who's at my job. Like, I'm Sapphire. I'm Sapphire who likes to go to the gym. I'm Sapphire who likes to work out. Like, I'm Sapphire who likes to hang out with her friends and drink, like, tequila and shake her ass. Like, I'm that person. And I don't think I've been allowed to kind of be that person because I've had to be, you know, Sapphire the TV girl all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think last weekend I went out shaking my ass per usual, you know, typical software thing. This lady comes up to, like, one of my friends and she's like, isn't that the news girl? Like, yes, it's me. Leave me alone. Like, let me shake my ass. Like, let me be an adult. Let me, you know, be around my friends. Worry about your damn self. Like, I work literally more than I should I work nine times out of ten like if I go out with my friends it's me just pulling out the energy from deep inside my core because I need to act like a rat for a day or a night and I just need to get ratchet for a second like it's literally me pulling out the ener- the little energy I have to be able to go out with my friends and enjoy myself for a second like but that's what makes me happy. Like, I'm a social person. And I think having a job that allows me to be social and allows me to have free time and allows me to spend time with people that I love is something I want now. Like, I want my weekends off. Because you live an hour away from you and I've only been able to see you maybe like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And we've lived an hour away from each other for, what, like two years Mm-hmm. like I want my weekends off I want my holidays off to spend time with my family because my relationship with my family was so unhealthy for a majority of my life like yeah I want to build a healthy relationship you know with my family I can't do that because I don't see them they basically don't exist you know and First off, I'm going to go off on a tangent right here for a soapbox for everyone who's listening and is in their 20s or is pretty young without children because this is something that I've had to talk myself, like talk through myself. Your life isn't less valuable than a parent who has kids. You deserve your free time too. Mm-hmm. Don't let them tell you any different. Say it for all the people in the back. Because... <laughs> In TV, and especially in local news, especially at my station, everyone who is a parent looks at us younger kids like we're less valuable. Or they talk about our time like it's less valuable because we don't have a family. Because we Mm -hmm. haven't birthed children. That is not our fault. You chose to be a parent. Take care of your time. Like... Our time is just as valuable as yours. Our free time is just as valuable as yours. Just because we don't have kids to, you know, go home to or, like, take care of doesn't mean our life is any less valuable. Period. 
Don't let anyone Damn. tell you different. I'm going to I'm going to go to work today. Wow. That was good. I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah, that is day. just my soapbox for today because they Fair earn a salary box. just like you. They earn more of a salary probably just like you. You do not get the free time. They don't get the free time, but guess what? That's what they chose. That's their life decision. Period. That's the truth. But yes, that is something I've had to kind of talk through myself because a lot of the time I was like, man, like, you know, I don't, like, I guess it doesn't matter that I don't work on weekends because, you know, I don't have family or I don't have kids to hang out with. And, you know, they should be there with their kids because, you know, for me as a kid, I would have loved that. Like, I would have loved my parents to be around more or, like, do right. this with me more because, you know, you need that bond with your parent as a kid. But don't let your own, like, don't feel guilty for them. Like, it is not your life. That guilt you hang on yeah. to, that there's, it's pointless. Because at that point, you're just hurting yourself. And that's mm-hmm. my soapbox. I appreciate that soapbox a lot, actually. Thank you. Because I, like, work with kids. So for me, if any of my coworkers are like, oh, I have to do X, Y, and Z for my kid, I'm just, like, I'm very understanding of it. But also my job's a little bit different because, like, I also get flexibility. Like, I don't really feel like my time is being like taken away from me because of somebody else with a child, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I understand it from like both sides, obviously, but I like that. I like that a lot. Gave me something to think about. And so like for me at this point in my life, a life that makes me happy is one that, you know, I get my free time and I get to reconnect with people because I think people make a joke, like, if you talk to any former, like, person that worked in TV, that per- worked in local TV, they say you're recovering journalists, like, you're recovering MMJ, which it's like, you are, in a sense, recovering, because you're having to repair all these relationships that you lost, because you're focusing, you focused on your job for so long, and by relationships that I lost, that you lost, like, it's relationship with your family, relationship with your friends and even like the relationship you have like with yourself Mm -hmm. because like you work this job and it's been a very you know it's been really toxic it's been toxic and has essentially broken you down to where you're having to like build yourself back up and realize that you know that job isn't the end-all be-all you focus on a job for so long that you don't really know like what your life is outside of it and so you're having to essentially find yourself again. Yeah. And, and a lot of people in their early 20s probably, you know, have to do that. And that's why they call it like a quarter life crisis. Because like you go to school for so long, you do what you're supposed to. And then you realize that this is not what you want. And you don't value this in your life anymore. And then you're having to change. Yeah. And reevaluate. And I feel, 
And I think that like for me, it's like I'm in a very like stable job right now. Environment is maybe not what I want um, and stuff like that. But the things that I find that I'm more passionate about and that I would love to fill my days with are is also something that I've been told since I was younger that I can't make money doing that or that's not like the right career path. That's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And as a kid, of course, like I, I've kind of talked about it before. Maybe I don't remember if I talked about it in my episode, but my mom and I always talk about how like she, you know, she, she wishes that she would have told me that, you know, how proud of me she was and stuff like that. And she and I have already of course had that conversation and, um, that's something that I really value is my parents telling me that they're proud of me and my my boyfriend can definitely vouch that that's like the big thing that I love to hear is that he's proud of me um you know and that I'm loved and stuff like that and so now I'm I'm so scared because I feel like I've worked the life that I I was supposed to to make them proud and now I'm kind of at this point where I'm like man like there are other things that I really enjoy doing in life, but I don't want to make anybody upset. And then on top of that, I don't want to fail. So it's kind of like in this limbo where I'm really trying to meet in the middle of obviously giving myself security. And I do love working with kids. I love being around the population that I'm with. I would love to have you know more free time to volunteer with adults um, with autism and even if there's a place, there's a, there's actually a coffee shop here where I think that you can volunteer. Um, and adults with disabilities are like working the front desk and stuff like that. And, um, I would love nothing more than just to be there all day and helping these adults. Um, even thinking about it just makes me so excited. Like I want to stop on my way to work today. Um, but unfortunately there's, there's nothing that will, pay that great to be able to work with those adults um and I also love I just love working with kids um and I love the co-workers that I have and stuff like that it's just kind of the job industry right now that I got into is not ideal but you know I'm trying to find ways of taking care of myself during this whole process too to realize that you know, I am okay and I am doing my best because I am very hard on myself about, am I doing my best? I could be doing more. And then I think that, and I do all of this and then I end up sick or I end up over the weekend, like wanting to sleep because I work myself so hard during the week and I don't give myself that, like, I'm proud of you or like, you're doing really well to myself. Um, and I feel like that's something that more people need to take a step back and do too, is like while you're in the midst of this like midlife crisis, just realize how far you've actually come and thank yourself for that and acknowledge that because you're always going to be your own biggest fan, you know? Yeah, true. Um, and it's, it's possible to enjoy your life and it's just really coming to the realization of it's possible to make your life as beautiful as you want it to be you just have to kind of have that thought and create the goals to get there if it's exactly what they tell you literally about everything and and (laughs) 
I remember yes. back with, you know, in college for sorority recruitment, they're like, trust the process. Oh my God. They'd say that so many times. Trust the process and then you do it. And then they're like, whatever you put in, it's what you're going to get out. Yep. And like, they say that all the time, but it's the same. That's life. Okay. That's just life in general. Like, obviously I sit here and you think about all of my job options. None of them could connect if I didn't want them to connect, you know? Like, if I d- didn't have a passion for fitness I'd, or I didn't have a passion for, like, communications, I wouldn't have to connect them. Like, I could just be a communications person. Write press releases, you know, la di da But I love, you know, fitness. I love sports. Connect them. You know, it's sitting back with yourself and, like, thinking about, you know, what are your likes? What do you dislike now that, you know, you're older? You know yourself more. So, like, how can your jobs better serve you, too? Because you have skills that, you know, you can give to a job. But what can that job give you? Mm -hmm. And that's just something that you should think about. Because it's not only giving you money. Like, it's giving you that experience. And so, like, what experiences do you want, basically? Yeah. And so you have to look at the value of that. Way you know, weigh the values of everything. Like if I were to go back to school and, you know, go to grad school, I'd be, I'd have a master's, you know, I'd be a degree smarter and, you know, I'd make some money, but then I'd also still be able to do personal training, you know, I'd still be studying. So I'd just be working my butt off, but like I'd gain so much knowledge in that field. On the other hand, if I look at the district job, like, I get a pretty good salary. I still could gain knowledge. Like, I still could, you know, essentially learn more. I just have to look for it. I have to ask, basically. I'm not just being given this information. I have to ask people. And so, like, you have to look at things like that to figure out how it's worthwhile to you. Right. And I think that's something you just have to do. You have to sit down with yourself and you have to realize what's important to you now. Yeah. And my my biggest thing I think that came to that came to my mind whenever you were saying that too is that it's it's kind of the same thing with failure. You know, like if you're taking a leap of faith and you're risking the potential of failure, looking at failure as not being something that's debilitating, but something that's gonna grow you and just experiencing that failure to then learn from your mistake. Um, and just trusting that process too, because you're not going to learn how to do any better if you don't go through those mistakes right? and you don't take those chances. So I would, I, I like to look at things as an experience as well. And I think once I've started looking at things as just an experience and just that it's changed how I'm willing to take risks and how I think about stress and failure and success all, it, it just all changed. Right. Um, damn, this was a good episode. Yeah, I think so too. I think it was a really good episode. <laughs> I really liked it. I think people don't really realize this is how we talk to each other on a normal, like a daily basis. Like, yeah, this is crisis. literally why we had to, this is why we had to start this podcast. Cause I think, 
I don't know. I think we're, this episode was definitely focused more on like what's going on in your life and stuff too. But I like being able to ask these questions because I feel like it makes you realize the impact of your life and where they kind of stem from. And I think a lot of people get stuck in a rut where they're like, why am I thinking this way? Why can't I get out of this? Right. And you kind of do have to learn how to dig a little bit deeper on like, okay, well, why, why am I doing these things? What, how do I view money? How do I view these relationships? Um, there's actually a really great Huberman Lab podcast episode mm-hmm. on mindset. Highly, highly recommend. Um, that's kind of my passion and my little niche that I've found recently. So, um, but yeah, I think that learning how to dive deeper into that is also really interesting. And knowing that other people our age are like, essentially going through this and if you're not going through this power to you honestly yeah i want to be you <laughs> I, I i do i respect the people who have chosen to like get married and start a family now because you have to be so secure in yourself like obviously yes. i was like no you're saying like you want to be single be single you don't want to get pregnant don't get pregnant it's your life but like uh, if that if your life path is you chose to get married and you're choosing to have kids and do all that stuff, like power to you because that is commitment. 100%. And that is, that is a lot of commitment. And you have to be so secure in yourself to know that is what you want to do. So I'm not shit talking to anyone that has a family or anything. Y'all are good. Y'all are Gucci. Be the mom and dads. Like y'all are great. Let's let's clarify that for the people in the back. Nobody is shaming anybody for having children. We no. both love children. Uh, yes, 100%. If your Just choice simply is to be saying mom, that for, for our lifestyles it. right now, that ain't it. But you know what? For the people that have their life together and you've got kids. I applaud that you. you are like, raising. That's amazing. This is, this is applause. This is applause. Yes. <laughs> I applaud you because it could not be me. Could not be me. So I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> not for a minute. I'm glad you're doing it. All righty. Well, okay. Nicole, are you ready to close out? Yeah, I'm ready to close out. I got to get my day started with. Yep, me too. All right. Okay. This has been yet another episode on Hot Mess Success podcast. Said that backwards. Let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> This has been another episode of the Hot Mess Success Podcast. I'm Zaxley. And I'm Sapphire. And see we will gladly see you next week. Woohoo. Bye. Bye.